mention that a little more tonight. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, John chapter 1. I'm going to read both of these scriptures as we step into what I feel the Lord has for us today. Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1, and most of you could quote both of these scriptures, and perhaps you'd like to read along with me. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1 and verse number 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I want to talk to you a little bit today from the subject before the beginning, before the beginning. Let's pray together. Lord, help us this morning to speak what you've laid upon our heart. I pray this morning for every heart and every life, every person in this room, Lord, that as we speak today, that the spirit of encouragement would come, that people would have their hearts lifted today, Lord, by your word and through your spirit, and we thank you, Lord, for your great great power that we sense and feel in this room this morning. We pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. <coughs> Did anyone see Brother Kevin Spangler bring this water out this morning? Did he put his finger in this water before he did? That has been the threat. So I'm just checking to make sure. Genesis chapter 1, the scripture says, in the beginning God created. At the beginning of time, at the beginning, God acted. God did works. At the beginning, in the beginning. But John chapter 1 says something very similar but yet there is a different, um, there is a different um, take on this passage of Scripture in that John says, in the beginning was the Word. Now the word was tells us that before the beginning, something already existed. In the beginning was. It already had happened. It already, before God begins work, there was a word. In the beginning was the word. So, at the point of beginning, there already was <coughs> a word. Now, the word here in John chapter 1 comes from the Greek word logos. The word word comes from the Greek word logos, which means plan. Everybody say the word plan. In the beginning was the word, our the plan. 
or the grand design as scholars and theologians have deciphered through these passages and left us reference points to be able to look to and and gain knowledge and wisdom from. This text is not, is not speaking of or referring to a spoken word. When you and I say a word, we, we, we refer to the spoken word. But here in this text, it is not referring to a spoken word, but rather it refers to a thought process or a plan or a scheme that has been put together. In other words, it was, it was not an utterance or a voice, but rather it was a design. Everybody say the word design. It was a design. It was a grand design of God that in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created. He acted. In the beginning, God formed. In the beginning, God spoke and He formed. But at the same time, John, John chapter 1 gives us insight that in the beginning or at the beginning, at the point of beginning, there already was a plan that God had put in place. So there was a plan in the mind of God before God ever spoke. Now as I read through this, these passages of Scripture and pondered their meanings, I, I referenced some other passages to bring to light some, the thought that was spinning through uh, my small mind in an attempt to try to uh, gain some more insight into this. In Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 22, the Scripture said that the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before the works of old, that the Lord had possessed me in the beginning before his works. So therefore, before uh, God ever created the heavens and the earth, God already had possessed me. He already had formed me. He already had ordained my existence. Now, let me help you with this just a little bit this morning as, as I try to unfold these passages of what was transpiring before the beginning. Before God ever spoke, uh, let there be light. And before God ever divided the, 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 the light and the darkness and called the light day and the darkness night. Before he ever gathered the waters together, before he ever spoke to uh, the ground and formed uh, living things in the earth, before God had ever done any of these things, God already had created a great architectural uh, rendering in his mind. It is called the plan of God. It was his great plan, his architectural design. God didn't just decide one day to just 
throw some words out and let them go through the atmosphere and eventually uh, something would be created and he would say, wow, look, look what I created. But before he ever began creation, God had already put the grand scheme of the world together. He had already put the Milky Way together and the galaxies together. As we uh, move forward with our building program, it would not be of interest to many of you. Only those of you who love the details might enjoy the opportunity to look at the architectural design. But before that there has ever been a shovel put in the ground and before that we ever put footings in the ground as we did this week, there was already an architect that had began the process of designing and forming and creating so that this week, uh, last week when Brother Newcomer was out with paint markings and he was marking out the building exactly where it's going to lay and ensuring that it was in formation and it was all according to a grand design that is together. That's the only way that uh, when uh, 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 the building framing uh, crew shows up and begins to start the framing process, they follow the architectural design. In other words, in the mind of the architect, he imagines what it's going to look like and he begins to put it on paper and he creates renderings and there is a foundation design and there is a framing design and there are the finish designs and there are uh, the electrical designs and the plumbing designs and before that we ever purchase a piece of, uh, of electrical wiring before we ever pull the first wire into existence there is somebody that is already thought through the whole process and they've already considered that before this wire goes here, we've got to in, ensure that we're not going to interfere with anything else that is happening in the building and that this thing will all work together. And that when we get the finished product, that every trade and every process all works together. That all happens before the building ever has begun. So in other words, before we ever put a footing in the ground, this building, for uh, lack of any better terms to use, this building has already been created on paper. It has already been designed on paper to ensure that everything is going to work together. Yet the architect leaves uh, his within this a certain amount of tolerances and certain amount of if something is not exactly right, if there is a malfunction, if there is a misstep or a miscalculation. There are ways to be able to recover and uh, be able to, to make it all work together. Before God ever spoke the world into existence, He began to formulate all of the things of the world. Imagine what God did and His great grand formulation of this world. Uh, as complex as the human brain is, it is far beyond my ability to be able to 
fathom the function of the brain. As a matter of fact, only few have the ability to perform brain surgery, to understand the operation of the brain and the function of certain parts of the brain. It baffles me alone, much less the entire body. God is so far ahead of of humanity that we specialize in certain areas. There are podiatrists and there are dentists and people that specialize in certain uh, aspects of the human body that they can learn it and understand it. But if I'm going to have brain surgery, I don't want a general practitioner doing work on my brain. You understand where I'm coming from. I want somebody who is a specialist. Somebody, I want the best that I can find to work on it. Yet, while I'm amazed at the the, the human ability to be able to understand, you know, and, and I... you. you to, to, to comprehend certain things. And so we build a building and look at it and step back and say, wow, look at this building. And it's just a dot. It's just a dot on, uh, on a map. It, it, doesn't even, it doesn't make national news. It barely makes local news. Yet we are enamored by it. We are in awe of it. Imagine the grandness of God as He begins to speak not only this world, this place we call earth and the heavens, the stars and the moon and the sun as we look and we are in awe of it. There are entire galaxies that we have never been able to look into to even understand or know. They imagine what it must look like in the far reaches of heaven. Yet before God ever spoke one word of let there be light, He already had sat down in the portals of heaven and began to put it all together. He began to to place the stars and, and understanding gravity and how he was going to make everything orbit and move and function and light and darkness and rain and water and soil and plants would grow and they would bear seed and they would bring forth after their kind and then he began to understand how he would create the animals to function and to reproduce and he would make mankind and he would make us with a living soul and so God designs all of these things before he ever speaks a word the the writer of Proverbs says that before God ever did one moment of work before his finger ever touched uh, the, the hills and the mountains before his word ever formed anything God already possessed you and me. I I come this morning to try to help us understand that before you were, you were already in the mind of God. Before you ever took a breath, you were in the mind of God. You were in the great plan of God. It it, it occurred to me this week that before God ever spoke, he already had worked out a plan for your life and mine. 
Before he ever formed anything, he had put a plan that the architect, the great architect of life, had already designed your life in mind. Before any developments of the earth, he, 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 before he ever spoke in generalities that, that there was, uh, let the sea bring forth uh, the fish and let the ground and, and the living creatures uh, come forth. He already had figured out the species that man is still trying to, to find and they're constantly finding. Did you know in the depth of the sea, in the very deepest portions of the sea, that they say they know more about space than they know about the deepest part of the sea. And when they, when they research the, the depths of the sea, they are discovering new creatures that they, they didn't even know existed. They're finding all sorts of, of creatures and critters that are living in, in the depths of the sea. It's six and seven miles deep into the ocean waters. And they're finding things that God had already created before he said, let there be light. Oh, before there was ever a beginning, God had already designed it. He already had put it together. And science is just now discovering it and saying, wow, look what we have done. What God did, He did before He ever even formed or placed it here. Could, could it be that everything that happened before the beginning was all I can find that happened before the beginning was God thinking about a plan for, for humanity. God thinking about a plan for mankind. We were His great attraction. We were His purpose for putting everything else on the planet. He gave man dominion over the fowls of the air and the beast of the field. He gave man dominion. He created us lower than angels with the, 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 a will or a choice to be able to make decisions. And, and He created us in His very own image, in the mind of God. He already had formed and figured out what we were going to look like. He had already formed. Before He ever spoke, He already had figured out what worms and weevils and beetles and bugs were going to look like, but he also had figured out what you were going to look like. He had already discovered that you were going to have brown hair or black hair or white hair. He already had decided uh, some certain things about your skeletal structure and your size and 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 your features and 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 he 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 worked on some of us and some of us he needs to continue to work on. Before he ever spoke. Because once he spoke, he spoke it into existence. And when God spoke it into existence, it began to function as he already had designed it in his great plan. You see, it didn't just automatically happen that all of these things works together, but God had designed it all to work together. Do you understand that without one aspect of creation that nothing would be able to function. I don't have the time nor the resources uh, of, 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 of brain power to explain it all to you this morning. But if the Lord would not have created gravitational pull, you and I would not
not have wrinkles, but that wouldn't matter because we couldn't walk upright. Everything that God did, He puts it all together so that it would function and it would work. Before He created it, He had already imagined it. He had already put it together. What I'm getting at this morning is that you and I were resting in the DNA of Adam and Eve. Before he ever forms man and breathes man, the life of the breath of life into Adam and took from Adam's side Eve, there walking with God in the cool of the evening. Before he ever got to that point, he already had imagined you and I, and he had already put within the DNA of Adam, he had already put there your existence and my existence before anyone was ever aware that. There would ever be a day that we would reach where we are. The population of the world was entirely put together in the bosom of Adam, and he already had he already had the uh, the ability placed within him from the mind of God to to reach to this generation. I want you to think about these things this morning because God was formulating a plan for your very own existence. What does that? matter to you and I today what what why is this important to us today because I I want you to imagine that before you were ever in the in the loins of Adam or in the womb of Eve that you and I already existed and a plan and a purpose for our lives already existed God already had you figured out Now the reason that that is so very important is because uh, when, 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 when God began the process of life in you, when God, before you ever had a birthday and before, um, but, you know, we could figure out, we could, I could come to you today and, and ask you how old you are and uh, we, could, we could probably through calculations and biology, we would be able to figure out within just a short space of time, even the moment of your conception. And, and that's amazing what we're able to to do, but what you have to understand is before the moment of your conception, God already had plans figured out and made for your life. He already knew before you took your first breath where you were going to be. He already had designed it. If you consider the nature of God that we see painted out in Scripture, we know that God did not just on a whim just do a thing, but forethought it and through His unsearchable wisdom was it was brought to bear that He created everything and you and I are part of that great master plan. It's not a a question of what came first, the chicken or the egg, but it, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you and I were part of God's great plan before there was ever a beginning. He already had you designed and he already had where you are designed and what you're going to go through in life was already designed and figured out. He already knew the path he had for your life. He already understood who you were going to be, where you were going to be 
me and all that you are going to face and deal with in life, God already had a re- already had it everything figured out and how that he could make it work out for your good. Now, if I can help you a little further this morning, then there is you and there is me. If he could plan it all and, and, and then give it all life with his very own word. And if with his breath all of a sudden life comes forth and your very existence has meaning. God saw the day that you and I would live and, and he understood that we would flourish and he understood our shortcomings and he put it all within our grasp and within our reach but chooses for us to act upon our desires in order to achieve or accomplish the things that he has for us. In other words, in God's plan, in his architectural design, he left a little room and a little space for you to make a choice of how you were going to live your life. In other words, the great architect designed life, not completely predestined that he already knew the decisions you were going to make, but he left some architectural uh, uh, leeway, if you please. He left some space for you to be able to choose and decide what you're going to do because if you, he had a perfect plan worked out for you, but just because you make a wrong decision or something doesn't work out exactly right, it does doesn't spoil God's perfect plan for your life. He left a little latitude. He left a little room. In other words, God left a little tolerance called grace and mercy. And he says, through my tolerance of grace and mercy, I will therefore allow room or allow space for me to be able to make a correction in your life or an adjustment to everything else in your life so that the entire building is not a waste and everything that is done from the beginning to now is not wasted but I left a little grace and a little mercy I left a little tolerance I left a few few, uh, centimeters of adjustment in your life called grace and mercy so that when you mess up and make a mistake and fail God that you can still adjust and get back into God's great plan that he formed before the beginning of time and adjust it to get you back to where he wants you to be. I come this morning to tell you it doesn't matter how out of of caliber or out of adjustment or out of whack your life may be. God is calling you this morning to make an adjustment. Realign yourself with his architectural plan and let him work everything else out for your good. He put so much thought into our very own existence and on creation. And his plan for us is so much bigger than what any of us could possibly imagine. Do you understand that God has a plan that is giant for your life? He has plans for your life. We have a tendency to speak to spend most of our time serving the Lord, we have a tendency to spend it looking for a word of direction for our future or about our very own existence. But instead of us understanding 
that God already has worked out a plan for our life. He already has designed a plan for our life, and He knows the end from the beginning. We, we, we wait, and we're like, God, are you going to work this out for my life? How many of you ever pray that way? But I saw through the Scripture that we are saying, God, are you going to work this out for my life? And the Lord's looking at us, and He's saying, I already had that planned before you ever took your first breath, before I ever said, let there be light, I already had this stage of your life worked out. But you are living in this season of adjustment of your life where you are able to make a choice. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. So God is allowing us to live in this space of adjustment, of, uh, in this space of grace, in this space of mercy, where we can adjust our life back to God's plan. That's why it's so very important that we get in the Word of God, that we're studying the Word of God, that we're seeking after the will and the mind and the plan of God, because God has left us the ability to adjust our life back to His plan, get us back working and walking in His will and in His way. That's how the Apostle Paul said, and we know all things work together for our good. How could you say that? That upsets me. I'm going through tough times. The Lord's saying, I already have it all planned, already have it all worked out, already have it all figured out. All I'm waiting for you to do is adjust and be able to make the right choices and get back in line with what I already have set for your life because you need to go back and find a benchmark and get things adjusted and realigned for your life so that you're able to get back in kelter with God. The body of Christ. I'm preaching today that before you receive a word from the Lord of divine direction, He already has given you a word of divine direction. Sometimes we're waiting for somebody to come along and tell us what to do. God already has given us a plan of what to do. It's already worked out. He's just waiting on us to calibrate our life. We often are waiting on somebody to validate our wrong decision. And there's enough wisdom givers in the world that somebody will validate your poor, your poor judgment. How many of you know that's true? If we look long enough, we'll find somebody to validate any decision that we want to make. We don't need to look for somebody to validate us. We need the Word of God to validate us. Because God already has a plan. He already, is, he already has established it. So therefore, I, it brings us to the point of saying, well, why is it that some people get... You know, their, their prayers are answered. It seems like they pray and their prayers are answered. And they get answers right now. But my prayers are not answered so quickly. And I have times of struggle. And so I'm going to give you an answer of why your prayers may not be answered. Are you ready? I really don't have a clue. All I know is that we're living in God's plan. And either you are adjusting and calibrating your life as we go through life, and it's a constant recalibration. It's a constant adjustment to get back in God's plan and God's design because if we're not careful, we can take off on our own. 
and we leave God's design and God's plan and our life ends up in a shipwreck. We end up in a, in a mess. You want to know people, how do people end up in a mess? Because God had a plan for them and they walked away from it. And when God gave them a space of grace and mercy, they walked away from the grace and mercy and said, I don't care what God had designed for me. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live my own way. I'm going to walk away from God's architectural design for my life. And I'm going to go out and fulfill life the way I see it and the way I believe it and the way that I think it ought to be. And I promise you it will never come together the way you hoped for. But if you're in this room today and maybe you realize that I'm preaching to you, why don't you just go ahead right now and decide hey, today's a good day for me to realign my priorities, to readjust my position, and to let the Word of God begin to give direction to me and get me back lined up with God's great plan. We want it now. We read in the scripture and find passages such as when Jairus came to beg for the life of his daughter, Jesus went with him immediately. And the noble man came to beg for the life of his sick son and Jesus healed him immediately. And the man that was lame by the pool waited 37 years and Jesus walks by and immediately it happened. Why is it not happening immediately for me, Pastor? Well, we're some of those folks still waiting for the word to be fulfilled in our, in our own life. Moses couldn't live in his own house with his own kindred for 40 years. Then he was on hold for another 40 years on the backside of a, of a Midian desert tending sheep somewhere. David was anointed king by Samuel when he was a lad and tended ship, sheep and killed wild animals and fought giants and, and got chased by Saul for 16 years and completed the majority of his writings in the songbook of Psalms and was finally crowned king of Judah years and years later Jesus even let Lazarus die and then waited until he was thinking before he showed up at the cemetery and kept Mary and Martha waiting for four days but the issue is he had a plan all along I'm preaching to somebody this morning that is frustrated because God's plan has not unfolded as swiftly as what you were expecting it to, to, to unfold. This morning, as worship service was going on, uh, Brother Cameron Hopper stepped over to me and he said, Pastor, do you just sense that feeling of peace that's in the house today? I said, man, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in the house. He said, last night when we were here praying, he said, we didn't pray for ourselves. He said, we went through and prayed for every family in the church. We prayed for every need, everybody. On, and he said, then we just prayed for peace to fall on this house and for rest to fall on this house. He said, we began to just pray the word of the Lord. And he said, I feel that peace this morning that we prayed for last night. Here's what I want some of you to hear that God is wanting to speak a peace into your life and a rest into your life in the middle of your struggle and hardship to know that God is saying, I've got this whole thing. All I'm waiting on is for you to take this space that I have given you to adjust and, and, and align yourself to my perfect plan because before I ever spoke a word about you living, before I ever spoke breath into your life, before I ever let you make the first move toward life, I already 
already had it planned and you have gone your own way or you have walked out of my will or you have walked out of my plan but this morning you can adjust bring it back together get back in alignment through grace and mercy with God's plan and let him keep building in your life and designing in your life you're waiting for God to work in your dilemma and God's saying I'm just waiting for you to align yourself I had that dilemma planned And everything that God allows us to go through, it is for a season of time. It is for a space of time. It is to work everything for our good. The apostle said, if though now for a season we go through heaviness, it's just a season of heaviness that we have to go through. It's a season. I want to preach to some of you today. It's a season of sickness in your life. It's a season of, of, of heaviness in your life. It's a season of chaos that is in your life. And God has allowed it. He he has allowed it to come into your life because he has a plan of working everything out for your good. But can you rest in the Lord today knowing that God has this thing. God's got it designed into my life. He's building some things in me. And if you're not in alignment with God's plan, then maybe it's not that God designed it for you. Maybe you stepped out of God's plan and he is saying, step back into my plan. Make adjustments in your life and in your walk with me so that I can work in your life. Let me encourage you today. He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He says, I am your refuge and your strength. He says, I am your strong tower. He says, I am your deliverer. He says, I am your peace. Am I in the word of the Lord today? You want a word from the Lord? He says, fear not, for I am always with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, "He says I am with you always. He says, I am the truth. I am the life. When you need an open door, he says, I am the door. He said, I am the chief cornerstone. He said, I will be with you until the end. I came this morning to tell somebody, you don't need another word from the Lord. I just gave you enough word from the Lord to tell you he designed you to be where you are he made you for this day and he made this day for you and he has designed it and orchestrated it if you're out of alignment realign if you're in alignment just rest in the arms of God and know he's brought me through to it and he'll bring me out of the other side of it oh somebody lift your hands toward heaven and give God praise today I'm quickly closing this morning. I'm drawing to an end. But you've got to, you have to make a willful choice to, by faith to step into that place of grace and mercy. Because like the architects d- designs tolerances into everything that they do. Even the most sophisticated equipment and machinery that you may operate in factories still yet have tolerances. Everything that is made by man and by the hands of man has has tolerances. And, and, And the reason that they cannot get it without tolerances is because when God formed everything in the earth, He formed it with tolerances. 
There are adjustments. They say that you can muddy up creek water, but after it runs for a certain length and a certain time down the creek, every stream has its own filtration ability and every one is different. But after that water flows for a space of time, it purifies itself, cleans itself, and gets back into right function. Everything that God has, uh, the seasons, is all about bringing balance back to the earth and causing everything thing to work together and to fulfill itself and to and and to des- in God's great design it is part of his development process in your life ladies and gentlemen don't think that because you are in pain and you are in suffering that God has forgotten you he is just adjusting your life and bringing you back together come on this morning somebody needs to readjust and realign yourself and say yes to what God is wanting to work in your life in His presence is fullness of joy. That's where we need to get. We need to get aligned in His presence. We need to get aligned with His plan. Get aligned with His will. And let God work everything out for your good. Stand with me this morning. Before you ever got to this day, before you ever got into this season, before you ever got to this moment, God's plan had already beat you here. God already designed this moment for you. He already designed it for you. It wasn't his hopes for us to mess up and fail him. It wasn't his design for us to make. That's just because he left a will within us. But he left you some grace and mercy. He left you some tolerance to make an adjustment, to repent, to make a change in our life, to put things back in shape and back in order, to get back in line with what he's wanting to do in our life and let him keep building in our life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed throughout the room today. Nobody's looking around. I want to make this as easy as possible on everybody this morning. Are you walking in God's plan? Are you walking in God's purpose? Have you walked out of of alignment with God? Have you gone your own way? Do you need to make an adjustment today? I open these altars this morning as they begin to sing. I give you opportunity today. Maybe... Maybe you haven't made mistakes and maybe you are in alignment with God's plan. But perhaps you just feel like you're walking through one of those times that you have forgotten. You've forgotten that God planned this for you. And you need to just come this morning just to let the Lord know, God, I'm coming this morning to let you know that I'm going to stay in your plan because I know you've already designed this day for me. And I'm going to walk through, walk with you through it because you're going to walk with me through it. And we're going to come out the other side of this victorious as you work in my life. Nobody's looking around today. The altars are open. As they begin to sing, would you like to step out and make your way to the front of this room? Come on, fall on his grace today. We 
Come on, make this song your prayer today. Lord, I need your mercy. I need your mercy. 